stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation postgame show. My name is Doug McCann. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you are home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. So we got lots to get into. We'll talk some trade stuff a little later. We've got an update on Arenado that you won't want to miss. But we have to focus on this game first because, look, this Dodgers team, it almost feels like there's some distractions with all these trades. You make two more today. You add two players, say, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Was a nice start for Ahmed Rosario. Has a two-hit game in his Dodger debut. It was nice to see Dave Peralta have a multi-hit game off the bench. But really tonight, this Dodgers team, they just could not execute with runners in scoring position. Go three for 12 with runners in scoring position. They hit into three double plays. Could have been four if Eli De La Cruz could get it out of his glove. So lots to talk about with this one. We'll also talk about Bobby Miller, who settled down in battle. He pitched well after that first inning where he gave up three runs. Gave the two-run shot. I give that leadoff triple to Ellie De La Cruz. We're going to break down all of tonight's action, but first, let me know where you're representing Dodgers Nation from tonight. And also, what is your big takeaway from tonight's game? Because the Dodgers come off that road trip, they win four of six games, and they come home, they lose two of three to the Blue Jays, and lose tonight to the Cincinnati Reds. They remain in first place in the NL West. Their record falls to 58-44. and 44. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but they're still three games up in the division because the the Giants and the Diamondbacks both lost tonight. The Dodgers are now on a 92-win pace. So we're going to break down this whole game and let me know who's your Dodger dog of the game. I need your, since it's a loss, we got to go with the Mitch Alotta half-full take of the night. Mine absolutely is the fact that Ahmed Rosario went two for four, got two hits. Hey, this is a guy who can come through with runners in scoring position. His two, his 367 batting average with runners in scoring position is second among qualified shortstops behind Corey Sears, actually hitting over 400. We're going to break in all of tonight's action. Lots to discuss, but I want to jump right into the comments section. Aloha from San Antonio from Mr. Seabad. Jeremy H., it was hilarious hearing the announcers praising Almonte on how good he's been lately and then immediately gives up three runs. That's from Jeremy H. I'm about to make that my first Hornitos Comment of the game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Almonte did not have it. He did not have it. He was bad. Yancy Almonte 
was broke tonight. And it's unfortunate because, yeah, he definitely was getting jinxed. And I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff, but this was definitely your classic broadcaster jinx. You had Joe Davis talking about how great he's been of late, how dominant, how effective he's been since the beginning of June. But unfortunately, tonight just wasn't his night. And, yeah, that is true. He has been really good since the beginning of June. Since June 1st, he's had a 1.37 ERA in his last 20 games. He hadn't allowed a run in his last 15 games. But baseball is going to baseball, and Yancey Almonte just didn't have it tonight. And you had other good performances. Ferguson was really good. Brazier was really good. I think Bobby Miller, like he said, he absolutely battled. He really settled down after the first inning where he came out kind of slow. I don't know if we need to get openers for these guys, Bobby Miller and Julio Arias or certain other pitchers, but still, I mean, he definitely settled down. He ends up allowing three runs on six hits, had six punch outs and five innings of work, threw 100 pitches, 67 for strikes, and three of the five innings, they were clean innings. They were one, two, three innings. The third inning, he did a really nice job with a runner on third to get out of it after that wild pitch. So, yeah, we'll break down his outing. But here, jump to the comments. Actually, you can't let a guy walk three and hit a guy in one inning. That's from Deuce. Yeah, I mean, that really was the inning right there. I mean, he was out there to just just so ineffective. He gives the home run, and then he just loads the bases. He was just absolutely awful. But let's uh, – here we go. Let's do some more comments. We'll break down that inning. I think it feels like you guys want to start there. Almonte was pitching with his Manta mask on. That's from Boomer Assassin. There's a comment of the night. We have Almonte, foul poles, trash, you reds, trash, foul poles, perfect. trash. That's from Caleb Max. Yeah, that's a finish him too. Yeah, I mean, Mookie had an opportunity off of Diaz to really put this game back in the Dodgers' favor late there. And fortunately, he pulled that one. It goes foul down the left field line. But here we go. Almonte has potential. Let's trade him for a former Dodger, Ryan Sinclair. Yeah, really getting the band back together, right? The boys are back in town. You got Kike. You got Joe Kelly. Who is next? SMH Almonte. Mitch Lotta half full. We need more work at the deadline. Diane Schroeder, the queen of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. I would pin that loss on Dave for not pulling Almonte sooner. Yeah, that's definitely – he just didn't have it. And if you look at who was available at that point, the command. When the command is the issue, that's where you really start to get concerned because the movement wasn't there. The pitches were flat. He just did not have it tonight. And fire DMAC for Mr. Seabat. Okay, fire DMAC. I like that one. That's a fire take. Fire Dave. Yeah, fire Dave. Oh, no. Muncie sucks again from John Wilcox. Almonte got to go. That's from Dung Wynn. Justin Lombus, Max Scherzer is the next reunion. BC, this team would be lucky to match last year's one playoff win, sadly. Lance Jannings, Almonte was at Al missing tonight. I like that. That's a fire take. Fire Dave. Fire Dave Roberts replacing with D-Mac. That's from Mitchell Hopkins. Hey, I'd rather be the GM, to be honest with you. Try to make this team. It's the roster construction because when you're the GM, when you're the president of baseball operations, you really get to make the decisions. But, yeah, the top of the seventh inning, that really was the Dodgers' downfall. The downfall, the Dodgers' downfall of the night where really it swung to the Reds' favor where they weren't able to make this a game. and They got really close point within 6-5. Really to start right there in that top of the seventh inning. And... That's really where just everything went down south. I mean, you had Steer at the play with one out, one one pitch. He homers to left to make it four to two reds. They add another run. It was just a sweeper. They really missed the dustpan there, right? I mean, that was a bad sweeper, just hung. And then Stevenson, he gets a one out single to second. And then Benson, he gets the second on a wild pitch. Then they walk Ellie De La Cruz. And the next battle, uh, Friedel, they gives he walks him. He, he hits him. He hits him right there. I mean, you got the bases loaded. He hits Friedel. That gives the Reds another run. That made it five to two Cincinnati. And the next batter, McClain, he walks him to score Benson to make it. Six to two, and the floodgates had officially open. But you're talking about hit batters, intentional walks, walks. I mean, walked him on four pitches there. And luckily, Phil Bigford comes in. He gets Fraley to line to first. By the way, Freddie Freeman absolutely just saved Yancy Almonte's ERA with his leaping catch on that Fraley liner there. He made a terrific catch on that, getting off the ground. And the next batter, India, he popped to first for the third out. But that inning right there. That just was 
the Dodgers downfall of the night. Unfortunately, they weren't able to come back from that. And if you were Dave Roberts in that situation, yeah, you're probably saying to yourself that Yancy Almonte, like we said at the top of the show, he hadn't allowed a run his last 15 games. He's been dominant, a sub-2 ERA, a 1-3-7 ERA in his last 20 games heading into this one. But you kind of have to identify when you see a hit batters, when you see walks, when you see a walk on four pitches, that home run that he gave up, that sweeper just hung there. So it wasn't a great pitch wasn't great execution I think that that's why this team needs to add another reliever because Yancy Almonte he's had success of late there's no question about that I think there's a, a decent chance that he's a part of this postseason roster but he's a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he totally fell off at some point either. I was actually talking to him yesterday, last night at the ping pong event, and he's been feeling really good about his season, about his pitch mix, about his mechanics, and everything being in line. And unfortunately, just tonight wasn't his night. And that is definitely a part of the story there. And Yancy Almonte is someone where we've seen him go through really cold stretches. We've seen him pitch well for certain stretches, but tonight he just did not have. He goes just a third of an inning, was only able to get one out. 21 pitches, only eight for strikes, allowed three earned runs. Those two hits had the hit batter, the walk, the intentional walk. Yeah, he was an absolute mess. I like the comment earlier said Yancy Almani was Yancy all missing. So I'd be stroking Puig, your friend. You want to bring Puig back? Erman Barriga, Almonte sucks. Dodgers pitching staff is in bad shape. That's from Levon Wynn. Yeah, I mean, that's what they need. I mean, that's why you're hoping that Lance Lynn at the very least can be serviceable and he can help stabilize this starting rotation because, look, Bobby Miller, he was solid. He settled down. We'll talk more about his outing here in just a second, but that's five innings, right? I mean, this is a Dodgers organization. This is a team that a lot of the success they've had for so many years has been because you're getting quality starts pretty consistently. But he gave his team a chance to win. There's no doubt about that. So I think when you look at this Dodgers team and where they're at, I think they're ready to get past this deadline to make these deals so they can really settle down and know what they have. Because, look, I think there's no doubt about it. It is a little bit of a distraction. It is a distraction. They're constantly probably paying attention to the rumors. You don't know if you're Chris Taylor. He's been involved in rumors, right? You don't know who's staying, who's going, of course, save for the Pillars, the Mookies, the Freddies, the Will Smith, guys like that. But really, I think that this team, after August 1st, they know what they have. They're going to have some stability moving forward. But that's really no excuse because today you got to look at this offense. They're just inability to come through when they needed to with runners in scoring position. I mean, they stranded a small village out there. There was more traffic on the base pass than the 405 freeway at 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, okay? And you have to be able to come through in those situations. Unfortunately, the Dodgers offense, they didn't. They go 3-for-13 with runners in in scoring position. 3-for-13 with runners in scoring position. 17 men on base in this one. The Dodgers, and they also were able to get six walks. So just to get, I mean, five runs, Some nights you're feeling good about that, but they get 12 hits, five runs. You're probably feeling good about your chances, but guess what? What did the Dodgers not do tonight? They didn't leave the yard. They didn't hit a home run. If you want the dub, you've got to slug, and really it's problematic. It's definitely a little bit of a red flag that when this team doesn't homer, their odds of winning definitely go down precipitously. But let's jump back in the comments section. We'll continue to break this one down. Give me your big takeaways. We're going to talk some Arenado in a little bit, but definitely want to focus on this game. We've been doing a lot of trade talk. By the way, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, smash that like button, and give me your Michelada half full takes. And what your Michelada half full takes is what is your positive take from tonight's game? Who's the Dodger dog of the game? But here we go. We got... Um, uh, true and facts from Richard Ortega. We had Orlando CT3 tried to stretch that single because he didn't want to be traded. That's from Orlando. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting take right there. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, Chris Taylor, he's a guy who's always going to be aggressive on the base paths. And I think, yeah, at the bottom of the second inning, you were feeling really good about the Dodgers' chances to try to get right back in this one. And Muncie, he grounded to first. And Chris Taylor, he singled to center. Taylor tried to stretch that out to second. He gets out. And then then next batter, Kike Hernandez, second pitch, changeup. He doubles to left. So if 
Chris Taylor doesn't get thrown out or he stays at first. There's a chance he scores from first there. There's a chance that he's able to continue that inning. The Dodgers get a big inning right there and give Bobby Miller some run support. So I like the theory. I'm all about the theories, the tinfoil hats. You can put that on, but uh, I think he's always playing with the tons of effort. But did I read Arenado prefers to stay with the Cardinals? Don't want him here yet. That's from Carl. Look, I mean, it, I think there's a lot in the air with, with Nolan Arenado right now at the moment. I think if I'm the Cardinals, there's a good chance they know the value. They understand that if he can continue to be a player who's posting numbers that are 30% above average at the plate offensively, and then he gets his defense back to where it's been for his career, which is league best in most years, I think you probably feel good about that contract. But if you were, the, if you were Nolan Arenado, have they listened to the Dodgers? Have there been conversations? There's been conflicting reports. And a lot of there's some beat writers that will attest to the fact that they think they're not going to. They're not going to trade him. Mark Feinsand, he tweeted tonight, MLB.com's Mark Feinsand, spoke with Joe Wolf, who represents Nolan Arenado. He declined to get into specifics about the LA Times report regarding the Cardinals-Dodgers talks, but he did say the idea that Arenado would only waive his no-trade clause for the Dodgers was inaccurate. So I can translate that for you. That's an agent who doesn't want to put leverage for any any case, given whether it be the Dodgers or the Cardinals. They they want their clients to have as much leverage as possible. So he's saying right there that the Dodgers aren't the only team that he would waive his no trade clause for. So you don't know what to believe. And then there's some other Cardinals reporters. that are saying that they will not trade him, but this is very interesting to me that Arenado actually spoke on the, on the developing situation, if you will, on the trade rumors. He addressed it today he said, I don't know where those reports came from. When Mo comes up to me and wants to have those conversations, we'll have them. So, yeah, I think some stressful times, a little bit of smoke there. I don't think we necessarily know exactly how involved the Dodgers are with the Cardinals. They're not natural trade partners. They're the two best teams in the National League. It's definitely, like I've been saying, shaking hands with the enemy. It's not like they haven't done trades in the past for a call in 2011. You can go back to the Pedro Guerrero trade back in 1988. But yeah, if you look at body language, I consider myself a body language reading expert. He looked a little stressed. He didn't look too thrilled about it. I mean, I think if you're the Cardinals at this point, if you wanted to, you could already came out and said, no, we aren't trading him. Look what the angels did a few days ago with Shohei Otani. The only difference is the Cardinals, they're far from contenders. They're not going to be close to a postseason birth this year but also that's an organization that they don't do down to the studs rebuild so it's gonna be very interesting we'll talk more about it in a little bit i do want to focus on this game get you guys takes but i know it's the trade deadline and like i said this is your show i'm just hosting and so if that's what you guys want to talk about we can do that but here we go like rosario at the plate that's from deuce yeah so first let's start right at the top i want to talk about bobby miller because I thought there's some stretches where Bobby Miller looks absolutely unhittable. He looks absolutely unhittable during certain stretches. You saw him go with that sweeper tonight. You saw him he would be effective with that curveball, especially down the zone. Then there's some times where he leaves it up. He leaves it out of the plate. You saw there at the top of the first inning, leadoff triple to De, De La Cruz, change up middle, middle, left it up a little bit. De La Cruz, he was on his horse just sprinting. By the way, I mean, that guy's an absolute phenomenal athlete. You know what I want to see? I want to see... Ellie De La Cruz race, race the guy from the Braves. I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see the race door, the freeze, the freeze guy. I want to see that. I want to see Ellie De La Cruz versus the freeze in Atlanta. I know Ellie De La Cruz. Maybe we can have the freeze start with like four feet from the finish line. I think Ellie De La Cruz catches up to him, right? I think that's how absolutely fast and electric he is. But biggest takeaway is that Roberts can't be trusted. That's from Michael Carrillo. They swung the bats in the ninth like they didn't think they could score and wanted to go home. I mean, Alexis Diaz is one of the best clothes, one of the best relievers in the game. So definitely not easy for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, you lose this game because you had multiple opportunities. I mean, three double plays, it could have been four if De La Cruz gets the ball out of his glove cleanly there in the eighth inning but let's do 10 comments here and then we'll break down this game trade gonson that's from terry hesticles okay first of all i gotta give you a gavin looks bruh for your username 
<laughs> a double, bro. Bruh. Justin Lombas, Mitch Lana have full. It's obviously they still need to make more moves at the deadline. That's from Justin Lombas. Absolutely. That's a part of the plan. What I say a few days ago, they're going to make at least five acquisitions. We're already at four. You don't make all these moves around the margins unless you're thinking of possibly making a bigger one. But still, even if they don't, they have improved this roster. That's the reality. You saw... Kiki got a double. He's already had two hits, three hits as a Dodger, okay, in two games. Feel good about that? Rosario, two hits. I mean, that, I mean, of course, those guys are going to win you the World Series, but moves on, on the margins a lot of times go, they go unnoticed. They go unnoticed. They're not the big splashy moves. They're not the big Scherzer and Trey Turner and Juan Soto, who Mike had traded, by the way. They're not those moves, but look at Eddie Rosario in the 2021 NLCS, who went absolutely ballistic at the plate, right? I mean, sometimes the best moves you make are the ones you don't make, and sometimes the moves that are the small ones in baseball that tend to be a fickle sport where anyone can get hot at any time, it feels like, and guys can explode. Look at Pierce in 2018. I mean, there's so many different examples of guys just going absolutely bonkers when you least expect them to. So, yeah, I think they've made some good moves so far. But Mitch, a lot of half full. It's obvious. Uh, Trade Roberts, that's from Terry Hesticles. Get Verlander over Arenado. That's a hot take. It's a very, very hot take. It's an interesting take. I mean, Justin Verlander, I mean, if you just look past, I think I've said my piece on how I feel about the Astros and Verlander and this and that. I mean, there were people on this chat that wanted Carlos Correa. And so, I mean, he, he was, at the very least, he was a pitcher, right? But it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I kind of feel like there's a chance he goes to the Rangers, especially after they lost Jacob deGrom. Could it be the Dodgers? I'm releasing a video on Verlander as a possibility tomorrow. But, yeah, Verlander is interesting because he still owed $43 million next season. And if he pitches 140 innings, he has the vested vested option there where he'll get $35 million for the next season. So if he, the Dodgers trade for him, they get him for the rest of this year. Then next year, they pay him over $43 million. And if he pitches 140 more innings, you owe him $35 million in the following season and he's a guy who's definitely a little long in the tooth he's no spring chicken i mean he's 40 years old right now so you're talking about 41 next year 42 in the final year of that contract so this season he's definitely looked better of late the walks are up the strikeouts are down i'm not so sure i think he's definitely a far cry from what he was last year i mean the whip is up I and mean, last year he led the league in whip the era plus he's 127 so he's 27 percent above league average from an era plus standpoint but yeah i'm not totally keen on that one but we got the deuce muncie 120 versus lefties outman 303 muncie starts that's from deuce well that's why mr clint was kind of alluding to the fact that maybe you start to see a platoon situation with max muncie because for his career he's put up pretty balanced splits but this year like you mentioned he's definitely struggling against left-handed pitching when you combine that with his poorest defense at times i definitely think it makes a lot of sense and some they should strongly consider the cards are where it's at that's from boomer assassin if they play their cards right maybe the dodgers could get a Nolan arenado but at this this point i do feel like the drama surrounding it all the smoke i think the optics of it the cardinals are a franchise they're not a coastal franchise i know that sounds crazy but the coastal franchises they don't give a bleep what their fans think i think i mean as far as moves they make as far as optics as far as making players feel uncomfortable or trying to throw guys under the bus or making fans uncomfortable for the players they choose they're trying to win ball games the middle, the middle, the Cardinals, where they're at, the Midwest, their traditional franchise, they don't involve themselves with drama. The players they usually trade for. I mean, I feel like I could see a situation where the Cardinals is a little too much for them and they may pull the plug. On the same token, too, if the Dodgers want to get very aggressive and offer some premier prospects, if you were ever considering moving Nolan Arenado and you needed pitching prospects to build for the future, then the Dodgers, that's the organization that you go to, okay? The Dodgers, they're like the Rodeo Drive right now of pitching prospects. There's a lot of them. And you got, if you want to go as high as Bobby Miller, which I know you guys are against, I mean, there's a lot of them. And Bobby Miller's really solid, for sure. Today was a solid start, a really gutsy start for Bobby Miller, who looked phenomenal at times. Just got off to a slow start, and he really settled down. So we talked about that first inning with Bobby Miller. He gave up the, the triple to De La Cruz. 
And Friedel hit to the fielder's choice. That scored Dela Cruz. That made it 1-0 Reds. Next batter, 0-2 to McLean. He doubled to right on a sweeper. Left that one a little too much out of the plate. That brought up Fraley with a runner on second. 2-2 count. He crushed a two-run shot. Change up, left it up. That made it 3-0 Reds early on. Then he allowed a single to left to Jonathan India. Then next batter with one out. Votto flies to right for the second out. Then he struck out Steer, swinging with the sweeper. So he gets out of that inning. Bottom of the first inning, the double plays, or the bottom of the first inning, the Dodgers, they get on the board right away. So Freeman gets a one-out walk. He draws that one-out free pass. Then Will Smith, he struck out swinging. And then J.D. Martinez, the team leader in RBIs, he doubled to center to score Freddie Freeman to make it 3-1 to one Dodgers. Then top of the second, a 1-2-3 inning for Bobby Miller. Gets two strikeouts, two punches there. Gets Benson with that nice curveball down in the zone. And De La Cruz curveball down the zone. He struck De La Cruz out on three pitches. Three straight curveballs. Really nice sequencing there. Very nice job by Will Smith behind the plate. Top of the third inning, McLean. He doubles to right. Fraley struck out swinging. India, he flies to right. Double play ball just killed the Dodgers, though. Bottom of the third inning, Mookie Betts. He draws a leadoff walk. And then Freddie Freeman, he singles. With, and it gives you the Dodgers runners on first and second. So you get the walk by Betts. Then you get the single by Freddie Freeman. You got runners on first and second. And Will Smith did not have a good night, by the way. Will Smith goes 0 for 5. Had some strikeouts. Very uncharacteristic performance by Smitty. We got Angel Villalobos, 499 Super Chat. Appreciate you. Breaking news, Dodgers signed Zach Hample for $10. That's an overpay for Zach Hample. Okay? This guy, he has... More baseballs than anyone will ever need. Takes them from kids. It's just not cool what he does, okay? Give the ball to the kids. Give the baseball to the kids. It'd be cool if he caught him and just gave him to the nearest kid. I think we should get the – I mean, he doesn't throw the balls back. I mean, I think it was a great story a few years ago when Clayton Kershaw – wouldn't give him a ball, and he said, don't you have enough balls already? Clayton Kershaw knew about it. So, yeah, I think, you know, we catch home run balls, and we throw the balls back to the field. I think we should do that with Zach Campbell. Just throw him right there under the field. But bullpen loses it again from Michael Beltron. Almonte can't find the stadium exit. That's a great one. That's a fire take. That's why I got jams over on YouTube. Base running mistakes from Taylor hurt our chances. BK004. That's one play. And, yes, Kike would hit the double after that. It was so early in the game, but really what hurt our chances was three for 13 with runners in scoring position. Like we said, bottom of the third inning, Betts leadoff walk, Freeman singles, yeah, runners on first and second, Smith fly to right, and J.D. Martinez, he grounds into a double play. Jump to the fifth inning, Betts leadoff single to center, Freeman grounded into a 4-6-3 double play, and then Will Smith, he strikes out. Bottom of the sixth inning, Martinez leadoff single to left, then Rosario, who, by the way, Rosario, bases empty, not as good as with runners in scoring position. Another thing, another con with Rosario is he does ground into double plays, and he did so there in the sixth inning. So that was unfortunate. That was followed up with a Max Muncy walk and a Taylor flyout. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with Rosario. Will you see situations where you start him, you get some offense from him early, and then you do a late substitution if the Dodgers are in the lead and you bring in a Miguel Rojas and you have a defensive-minded substitution. I think that's possible. I think he did make some pretty nice plays today, although he has a negative 16 defensive run saved on the year, making him the worst shortstop as far as defensive metrics are concerned. But here we go. Rosario and Hernandez are right at home as Dodgers. So there's your mid-July half full take. What's the pitching... Injury situation, that's for Angie Chavira. I mean, right now, I mean, Clayton Kershaw's on the med. I think you look at this starting rotation, you need Kershaw back. And that's a guy who still is their leader until Lance Lynn steps in here. But Kershaw's still the leader in innings pitch, and he has missed some time. So he should be back around early August. He threw a multi-inning simulated game over the weekend. So he's... He's facing hitters. I'm, I've heard early August, maybe August 5th, around that time. So that's really going to be key. Walker Buehler, I don't know if you saw this, posted another video of him throwing down in Arizona. That's definitely a promising development. And Ryan Pepio, he should be back pretty soon. Ryan Pepio is going to be a very interesting one for the Dodgers because Pepio, he's a guy who made 
the roster as a starting pitcher. He made the starting rotation to start the year, so he should be back in early August. That oblique injury took a long time to heal, but he's looked pretty damn good down in AAA in his rehab starts. Watch one the other day. He had those two strikeouts and two innings in the first one, but he's definitely picking it up. I think there's some promise there, but here we go back to the comments section. There we go. Any any word on Kershaw? There you go. Uh, Justin Lamas, L.A., St. Louis aren't going to be facing each other in the playoffs anytime soon. That's a good point for sure. And also, too, if you want to play 40 chess for the Cardinals, you say to yourself, well, let's keep our friends close and our enemies closer. And we know that, hey, they know what they have in Arenado. They know that they're not necessarily going to contend with him this season. He's only getting older. His defensive metrics have already started to diminish. It does make some sense for the Cardinals to trade Nolan Arenado if you can get a really nice return for him. Because you saw with Shohei Otani, they waited, they waited, they're keeping him. Maybe they re-sign him. There's a chance they do. If they don't, they're going to get a compensation pick for the most talented player in the history of the sport. So it's playing with fire, and I think smart organizations know how to get the most value out of players. And I think right now, Nolan Arenado's value is really high for the Dodgers because the Dodgers, they need a solution at third base. They need another bat. They need guys that can hit for power, but also get their bat on the ball. He's had balanced splits throughout his career, so it does make sense from an offensive standpoint. But not a chance I'm trading Miller, not even for Nolan. That's from Casey Gabo. Miller's solid. Miller's definitely really solid. He's not 2018 Walker Buehler, though. In fact, he's not even close to being 2018 Walker Buehler. So, but he's really good. I mean, he still has an ERA close to five, though. I mean, if this is a postseason game and Bobby Miller starting this game, if he goes five innings, gives up three runs in the first inning, that's something that, I mean, I think he really battled outside, though. I think tonight, I mean, what would you guys give Bobby Miller's start? I think considering the circumstances, 100 pitches, five innings, I'm just going to give Bobby Miller a B. Three of his five innings were clean innings, got into a little trouble there in the top of the third inning. He gave a double to McLean to right, but... He did a really nice job getting himself out of there. He got India to fly to right after McLean was at third. So I did a really nice job there. So McLean ended up going to third. He advanced to third on that wild pitch, and he struck out Fraley swinging. That was a fantastic sequence there. I thought that was a great at bat by Bobby Miller going after him. I mean, he felt the pressure because at that stage of the game, if they score their fourth run, in the third inning, he might not get to the fifth inning, and then you're really starting to tax this bullpen. It's really they're spinning their wheels once again. They're the hamster on the wheel with this rotation and this bullpen. But I thought, yeah, he did a really nice job there in the top of the third inning. That Fraley at bat on the 2-2 count, going with that curveball. Really was one of the most, pretty much his most effective out pitch was that curveball. He got De La Cruz on it. He got Fraley on it. And then the India at bat, 2-2 count, six pitch to the at bat, sinker up in the zone. He gets him to fly out. So kind of one of the issues with Bobby Miller, though, is some deep counts, man. Lots of foul balls. For a guy that throws at that speed, the fastball is electric. Not a ton of run on it, though. Not a ton of movement on it. Not a ton of that perceived rise that you saw with peak Walker Bueller. But uh, no on belly. We will be okay. Let me go read. Oh, we got some more super chats here. For 999 from George L. Mac. Thanks for working so hard today. Two live shows. You the man. I think Verlander is the play now. He still got it. Okay, George L. Well, look for that video I'm going to drop tomorrow on Justin Verlander. But uh, you fixed the bruh button. Yeah, I did. But yeah, no. Hey, man. This, to me, talking baseball with you guys is always... Always really fun. So, especially this time of year, man. It's like Christmas for me. I can't even sleep. Uh, if we get Verlander, we get Kate Upton. Yeah, that's why I said on the show yesterday. Pro, Kate Upton. Con, Verlander. Verlander. Ben Verlander. That's the con. Pro, Kate Upton. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if there's smoke there. I mean, that's a lot of money to take on. But I will say, like I said yesterday, that Stephen Cohen, he has shown that he's willing to pay the money to trade some of his players if it means quality prospects in return. So we could see a situation where maybe the Mets take on some of his remaining salary and what happens? You give some prospects. I don't think the Dodgers really are in a position. I think the Dodgers really what they do as far as it's pretty obvious they're willing to go pretty high on the surge tax. They just want to avoid the, the Cohen tax. As long as they're avoiding that Cohen, the Cohen tax, they're going to be just fine. So I don't necessarily think that's the case. And look, the Dodgers, they were very interested. They were very interested in Justin Verlander. I can tell you that. They were very interested this offseason. 
and it was a similar situation to Max Scherzer where they just got outbid. They just got outbid by a Stephen Cohen who's willing to spend big-time money on that team, buku bucks, as my grandma would say, on their pitchers to try to get the best talent. But like I said, it's the ace-ace RP with Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And look, Verlander, the walks have been high this year. The strikeouts have been lower. I would say, does he still got, I mean, look, you saw in the game with the Dodgers. I mean, the strikeouts were there, but the walks were high. So he also too, I mean, look at his track record of postseason success. I mean, he's had his ups and downs in the postseason. Do you really think that Verlander at age 40 is going to carry you? I'm not so sure, but his expected numbers are really good. Expected slug in the 79th percentile. Expected batting average, 74th percentile. Fastball spin, barrel rate. There are some numbers to really like, but he's below average when it comes to strikeout rate, average velocity. But velocity-wise, as far as his pitch mix goes, averaging 94 miles per hour on his fastball, that's consistent with what it's been pretty much for the last four or five years. So, yeah, as far as... His ability, I mean, he's coming off that surgery a few years ago. So you would hope that that's intact. So, yeah, I mean, from a player standpoint, if we're just forgetting the narratives of it and who they are and what they represent and just kind of the history, it's not the worst move for sure, especially if you think you need another A starting pitcher. And there's really not that many guys out there. I think Lucas Giolito, I think people, you do not have to feel too bad about losing Lucas Giolito. CT thinking too much tonight. He loves being a Dodger, Mitch Master. I like this theory. It's an interesting narrative. We got uh, who are the Dodgers signing next? I don't think they're done. They're definitely not, but they're probably not going to sign anyone. They'll probably trade for someone. But uh, we need to start plans for two years away. We aren't there this nor next year. Ryan, really? So if you if you want to plan for two years away, you really think you're going to get, what, 35-year-old Freddie Freeman? A 35-year-old Freddie Freeman, and you don't expect him to have some type of drop-off in his production, in his performance? I mean, he's 33. He's at his peak prime. He's playing like an MVP. Same with Mookie Betts. He's at his peak prime. He's playing like an MVP. He's had some injury history himself. What's the point of making those signings if you're not going to get another World Series? If you're not going to get a World Series that is a 162-game season with a parade, what's the point of that? What's going to happen next few years? I mean, they're tied up to these guys financially. You're committed to Freddie Freeman until 2027. You're committed to Mookie Betts, 12 years, $365 million. You are not getting off of those contracts. If you bring in an Arenado, you're committed to that until 2027. I mean, there's fle- financial flexibility, but they are still committed to those stars. Those are the core pieces. In a few years, what was the point of these pieces? to put butts in seats, to sell jerseys, to be competitive, or to win it all. Because the reality is that the, you have to win with those guys now. That's a win-now team. Julio Urias could be gone. Kershaw could be gone. The likelihood of that, I probably wouldn't bet on both those guys staying. Very minimal chances. So, yeah, this team is win-now. This is as win-now as it possibly gets. J.D. Martinez, gone. Hayward, probably gone. Peralta, we'll see. I mean, this is a team filled with veterans at this point. I don't understand this whole idea of the future. I mean, the future, what? The future's not guaranteed. Uh, Dodgers' biggest mistake during the offseason was letting Cody go. That's from Angel Villalobos. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, Cody Bellinger at 17 million, at 18 million. I mean, James Alvin has been on fire and he's cost less than a million, right? So, I mean, I kind of have to weigh the pros and cons there. I think defensively, Cody Bellinger saw an impact. I think he's probably going to come down to earth a little bit, especially when we look at where his expected numbers are at. There's a lot of numbers and metrics that point to him kind of stabilizing a little bit because let's not forget he has missed time this year so those numbers are definitely up he's not qualified at the moment but Artie Moreno will call it a success if the Angels sneak into the playoffs I got jams you kill me with that one and I agree with you 100% Munch, Munch and Taylor are both expendable Eric Hernandez, don't disagree with you at all. Chris Taylor, we love him for sure, but he's been a below-average player offensively ever since he signed that four-year $60 million contract. That's not a take. That's a fact. He's also dealt with injuries. You're getting less premium from his versatility. The positional versatility isn't what it used to be. I mean, yeah, he can play the outfield spots. Yes, you can use him in the infield, but even last year coming off that elbow surgery wasn't the same. Uh, does Nolan Arenado pitch? What a great job, D-Man. I think it's Mitch. Appreciate you. Uh, leave Nolan alone. He wants to stay with St. Louis. Will Smith did his best Barnes impression. Oh, that's a good take. That's a, you guys are killing him tonight. Uh, if you don't give the ball to a kid, and now uh, we lost the game on the mound. Yeah, how about, I mean, look, the Dodgers did a good job getting back into it, though. I want to point that out. Bottom of the seventh, leadoff double 
for Dave Peralta. Ground rule double. He gets two hits off the bench. Outman, he hits for Rojas. He draws a walk. And then Betts, he walks. Then Freeman with runners on the corners. A 2-1 count. He's singled to right to score Peralta and Altman to make it 6-4. So great piece of hitting there by Fredericks of Hollywood. Freddie Freeman and Will Smith, he flied to right. Then with runners on the corners. Martinez, he chased a cutter for the second out. So he chased pretty badly there, did J.D. Martinez. That brings up Ahmed Rosario with two outs. He swings at the first pitch. He singles to center to score another run. That pulls the Dodgers within one at 6-5. So at that point, the Dodgers, they're showing life. You're feeling good about their chances, especially that early in the game, especially after the heroics of a couple of nights ago. But unfortunately, they came up short. Unfortunately, they weren't able to pull off the comeback. I thought the quality of that bats late in that game wasn't at its best, but it was nice to see Rosario doing the dance already, having some success early on. Don't underestimate that, but... After that, yeah, they just – after Muncie comes up and runs on first and second, he ends up lining to center, and that's the end of that inning. So Dodgers get three runs on the three hits there. It's a 6-5 to five game. And then the other opportunity they had, there was in the bottom of the eighth inning – Chris Taylor, he strikes out swinging. Peralta, another base hit, 1-1 count. He singles to right. And then Altman, he grounds into a fielder's choice to second. And then Altman, he steals second. So you have the tying run there with two outs. Mookie Betts at the plate, one of the best hitters in the game. Great with runners in scoring position. Going against Alexis Diaz, one of the best relievers in the game. A showdown of elite players. A great at bat, I think, by Mookie Betts. Just two. He was battling up there. He was fouling off pitches. Seventh pitch the at-bat, though. He grounds out. But he nearly, on the foul ball, the slider on the sixth pitch the at-bat, he nearly hit one out. And that would have put the Dodgers in the lead, and they would have probably escaped with a win. But that's just baseball sometimes. But here we go. A couple more comments here. We got $5 from John Bleeds and Blue. No comment there, just money. I appreciate it. That will go towards the Shohei Fund. Maybe some carne asada fries. Maybe some new socks. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You can tell when a pitcher doesn't have it, yet I'm always yelling at Roberts, why is no one warming up? Yeah, I think that there's some limitations to... There's some limitations at at during certain stretches as far as what he's working with, but... In that situation, they felt confident that he could go out there and execute, and the command was just so off. I mean, that's just terrible, but, I mean, the good news, Dodgers still have a lead in the NOS. They're having a bad week. Make no mistake about it. They dropped two of three to the Blue Jays. They lose the first game in this series. They're still three games up in this division thanks to the losses, so... The sad thing about that, though, is they had a golden opportunity to build some real separation. There was an opportunity to build a nice cushion in the NOS. One of my bold takes was that they win this division by five games. So I'm furious at the Dodgers, right? I'm furious about that, the fact that they did that. So, yeah, you would hope that they would get a better performance from them. So here we go. Let's uh, go back in the comments here. You can tell when a pitcher doesn't have it. We got uh, B+. Plus. So this is your Bobby Miller outing. Bobby will be a beast next year from Uchi. Rojas sucks. ACDC B from Bobby. I give B. I give Bobby Miller beats for tonight, too. No Ortega B+. Plus. United is C+. Plus. We don't need more bats. We need good pitchers. I disagree. I think you need another bat in the bottom of the lineup that you can really trust against lefties and possibly another impact bat you can't rely on your one through five every single game you just can't do it and other than that you have guys that have had bad years 
Kike and a Rosario. They're really specialists at this point against lefties. And then James Albin, will he continue his success? Chris Taylor, he's had a below average year at the plate. Peralta, he's been a fantastic hitter last few months, hitting over 300. But I do think that they would benefit from another stick. But I agree with you that if you don't get another starting pitcher and at least possibly another reliever, that this team is not going to put itself in a great position. In the event that they lose another guy due to injury or that some of these guys continue to struggle and don't pitch like the pitchers we've seen them pitch like for their entire career. Guys like Julio Arias and Tony Gonson hasn't even looked like the same guy since he went down with that injury when he had a 2-1 when he was leading the National League in ERA before he went out with that injury so he just hasn't looked the same but I've never been a big Catman guy so uh, Boomer Assassin B B minus from Carl ignore the troll there's a troll I don't even see a troll uh, y'all some doomers from LOL uh, what's up from Korea DMAC what up Nick Rodriguez from Korea Yabaseo we're going to try to go to Seoul next year to see that game against the Padres but uh, welcome here appreciate you rock with us all the way in Korea. Give me Mad Max. The foul ball netting is distracting. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely taking a lot to get used to. Thank you, BC. Appreciate you. D-Max, two shows. Express. It proves you can totally do shows all 162 games. I absolutely could. I mean, I do shows every single day. It's just not this show. Seven days a week. Diane Truer, thank you. Um, Diane Truer, you don't sleep, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure you would probably be with us if you do like a 24-hour marathon. But uh, thank you, Cody. Cemental, do your live post-game shows deal. Man, honestly, I use this show for therapy, too, guys. This is, a, this is a mutual beneficial relationship. This definitely helps me get over losses. But uh, according LA Times, our bid for Verlander was two years, 80 million. Yep, it was. And that was higher than it was for Scherzer, which was two years, 73 million. So, yeah, it's not about the money it's about the years and you look at it's going to be a discounted rate to the Dodgers in their eyes it's really the way to frame it if you're the Dodgers is if you get Justin Verlander you're getting the majority paid for this season Stephen Cohen might pay some money because he wants Dodgers prospects and if he comes to the Dodgers and pitches well next year and pitches over 140 innings you're getting him for 35 million in his final season but that means you probably got a pretty solid year next year and this team if you don't get Shohei Otani Kershaw's gone Urias is gone you're going to need starting pitching I mean that's why Lance Lynn you have an 18 million dollar club option but uh, thanks Lance we got to start it off awful um, yeah let's go back here Cody Bellinger was passed move on on. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to get back with that girlfriend, right? Don't get back with your ex. D-Mac equals Fred Claire. <laughs> uh, Dodgers have to win with Betts and Freeman in their primes. Exactly, Lance. Ola, Ola, Sky, I will be love. Kike is back, y'all. Yeah, definitely cool to see him back. It's great to see him having success, more importantly. Rojas is a joke. Yeah, Rojas needs to stop trying to lift the baseball. That's not you, dude. Okay, stop trying to lift the baseball. It's pretty much an automatic out at that point, and the numbers suggest that. But, uh, we got to – I always love Rojas for that play at third and Kershaw's no-hitter, though. Yeah, absolutely. He definitely saved that no-hitter on the grass making that throw. Dodgers roster is definitely better than it was two weeks ago. Agreed, DMAC. Absolutely, David. No doubt about it. I mean, the option of Yanni Hernandez, who might not hit a home run for his entire career, right? Noah Syndergaard, ultimate – subtraction um ultimate addition by subtraction that situation you actually get a li living breathing baseball player that can play at the major league level pretty much this was probably tonight rosario getting two hits that was probably the best night in noah Syndergaard's career that was his biggest contribution as a dodger was tonight was rosario getting those two hits taylor struck out shocker <laughs> yeah exactly uh bellinger was hurt he didn't want to leave that's from james bostrom roberts being roberts we are lucky we did not trade for geo lead us from roy estrada did he get rocked tonight um you guys heard me say that when you consider the prospect capital that they were looking for for giolito that i'd be fine with having lance lynn giolito is not a game changer Giolito is a number two or three starter. He's not ace. He's not really a number two starter on his best day, but he definitely is solid, though. And definitely when you look at the market and the need for starting pitching, yeah, I'm sure he can do okay for the Angels. What up, Carnivorous Lunar Activity? Uh, Catman turned into Crapman. Okay, that's going to be a finish him. Finish him. F minus for Yancey Gonsolin. That's another finish him. Finish him. You guys are bringing it tonight. Uh, Doc took out Kike Y, Herman Barriga. I mean, that's just going to, that's how it's going to be, man. You're going to see very specific platoon splits with Kike Hernandez. 
and they have a very specific role for him. But uh, we love you, Dean. I think Ryan appreciates you over on YouTube. We got uh, Rochester, New York is tuning in. Whoa, we got Rochester, New York. Hey, why don't you go ask Verlander if he wants to be a Dodger? Go ask uh, Stephen Cohen if he's willing to train with the Dodgers. Uh, Mitchell Hawkins, DMAC, you need to make a 24 live stream happen at some point when Otani signs with the Dodgers in the offseason, maybe. I like. I guarantee if that happens, I will shed tears of joy. Okay, I guarantee I will shed tears of joy. I've had some happy moments in my life for sure. Wedding, other things, great moments, but that might be the greatest moment of my life. No, I'm just playing. But uh, that would be really a fantastic day in Dodger history. Doug, you worried about the Reds in the postseason? Joe Gonzalez, I'm worried about everyone in the postseason, okay? I have PTSD from last season. I'm worried about everyone in the postseason. Everyone's beatable. Everyone can be beat. We saw that evidence last season, okay? An 111-win team lost to the Padres, the Sadres, the Pobres, okay? So, yeah, I am worried about the Reds. Reds are interesting. Reds have high-end talent. They need another pitcher. They could benefit from some moves of the deadline. They are now, I believe, a half game back in their division. So, yeah, I am worried about the Reds, okay? I mean, the Reds took two or three from the Dodgers earlier, and we'll see what they do in this series. So, yeah, there's some talent on the Reds for sure. Joey Votto, by the way, did you see Joey Votto going up against Mad Dog? That was one of the funniest things I've seen. Put him in the Hall of Fame for that alone. Miguel Rojas with bad 270 and T-ball. I got champs. Wow. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, great job tonight, DMAC, Austin Barnes rules. But, yep, guys, that's going to do it for this show. A couple more drink responsibly from Sergio Ramos, 199 USD, Nightmares of Almonte. Yeah, Almonte, this wasn't his night. I mean, the command was bad. If you were on a dunk tank and Yancy Almonte was trying to hit that target, you would be as dry as the Sahara Desert, okay? Because he just did not have the command. The walk four pitches, the hit batter intentionally walked Dela Cruz, the sweeper on the home run. Yeah, he was awful tonight. And unfortunately, guys are going to have their off nights, and for him, it was tonight. I feel bad about it because I was talking to him yesterday, and he was in great spirits. But the Reds suck. They have no pitching and are the luckiest team in baseball. Statistically, that's from Jake Mitchell. Yeah, that's the thing about the Reds, that in a shortened series, unless you can find a way to make some starting pitching acquisitions, in the length of a series, the depth from a pitching standpoint, they're going to get exposed. And I think that's a great point, Jake Mitchell. Almonte was the most valuable to this team. He was a paternity leave. We got uh, another great post. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Roy Estrada. This uh, Roy, I might go live tomorrow if something goes something goes down or even if there's some interesting updates. So definitely look out for that. So, yeah, I think there's a chance we could go live tomorrow, but we're dropping videos tomorrow. But, guys, anything happens, look for the live because we'll be going on momentarily. Sometimes we'll wait a little after to see if we can get the details of the trade. Today you saw the DFA's Justin Brule. See, Justin Brule kind of did that shrug emoji. But, uh, hey, once a Dodger, always a Dodger. Just go live, DMAC Orlando. Thanks, Tina Guzman, AJ Farrell. See you guys tomorrow possibly guaranteed by sunday but buckle up it's going to be a wild ride okay is the trade deadline we're getting to that august 1st deadline we are almost there it's coming quick it's tuesday and we're going to see some fireworks one way or the other either we'll be ecstatic because we got a starter we got a bat we got another reliever or we'll be very very upset i think andrew friedman is hungry i think that he is furious about what happened last season losing to the padres and he doesn't want to make that same mistake so Andrew Friedman, let's let him cook and enjoy the rest of your Friday night, guys. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 